All right, cold open. Here we go. Charlie. Yes. On the last episode, you told me, hey, keeping this cold open because uh, we don't do cold opens. And then you talked for an hour and a half. And you do you, I, do you expect me to keep the cold open in? Because I'm not going to. No, I now. <laughs> now <laughs> you know, you make a good point. You know what you could do? Uh, keep the put the old cold open into the new cold open. Put that. Put the. Now I think that the cold open is now me bitching about at you for not keep about ruining the last cold open by talking too long. Though it's you know it was a good story and all, but you were like, oh you know keep this cold open in. An hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. I am sorry for for rambling on for an hour and a half, but I feel like I didn't. Ram- no, I, I mean it was a good show, but to demand that I keep the cold open and then talk for that long, I mean you know yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think it... Uh, yeah. You know what? I can't blame you. Don't keep it cold open. Don't keep this cold open either. Fuck this cold open. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Very Reasonable Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Lung. With me, as always, my co-host, air producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, orator, and podcasting associate, Jacob Galoth. How you doing today, Jacob? I am swell, Charles, and I've got an exciting show for you today. I wrote you're it today. You're not a little mentally exhausted. I, that's why I'm excited by it. I, what? You're not a little mentally exhausted from the last thing? Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I wasn't talking. You were talking, so uh, I didn't yeah, have to. My fair. voice is crisp and clean, no caffeine, <laughs> except for the show, yeah. which may have a little bit of caffeine because it's called... Midnight Roasters Cafe. Oh, I like that. I like the Midnight Roasters Cafe. Yes. Um, episode one is actually called the Midnight Roasters Cafe and Coffee Shop. Ooh. You'll notice a trend with the episode titles. I've named all the episodes. Oh, um, look at so you. this is. I, I saw a a Netflix show called Midnight Cafe, and I haven't. Or I think it's Midnight Diner. I think. I haven't watched it. I have no idea what it's about. But I saw it, and I was like, this is what it's about in my head. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, for all I know, it could coincidentally be the same thing as that show. But I doubt it because... Um, be weird. I mean, this is kind of a weird show. Yeah. Be weird if you just came Very up strange. with a show that already existed. All right. So this show is about a, a, a guy who's, um, you know, he's he's a science teacher, a chemistry teacher. And he uh, he's, you know... He's, he's a good guy, but he might, you know, break, uh, not good, but a different word. Um, and he's, and he's, you know, break wants to get into meth because he wants to make meth. Yeah, we can go up breaking, breaking, not good, I think is a good title. Yeah, that's it. That's the show. It sounds good. You like it? I like meth and I like okay. coffee and I like teachers. Well, that, that is actually not the show. I hate to break it to you. That was a joke. But uh, this show, episode one, the Midnight Roasters Cafe and Coffee Shop. We're in the 50s here. So maybe black and white, I'm thinking. Because as you'll see, the time periods change. Um, you love a change. So we'll say this episode fucking love changing time periods. It's fun. I mean, not a lot of shows just go from, you know, the 50s to the future. So why not? Yeah, why not? I'm not blaming. I'm just saying you love it. You love a good time, chi- time, mm-hmm. timey wimey. And and you love good old Jimmy King, uh, but unfortunately he's not in the show. Um, I don't have the rights to Jimmy King. No, you don't. Only um, I have. It's the a rights very to Jimmy very King. hard. 
Yeah, it's very tough. And uh, he'll go he'll into the, the public, public domain, domain in 2119. Uh, uh, yep, yep. That's when everyone could take Jimmy King from you. Uh, they're waiting. They got the lines already set up out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but this show, um, the first episode, we're at a cafe. Um cafe and bar uh, actually Ooh. so um, when I, I said the title just now the midnight roasters cafe and bar not coffee shop mm. made a mistake there i was gonna say um, cafe and coffee shop seem pretty interchangeable but whatever yeah that might have um, been a joke so it's uh the the guy that runs the cafe his name is theodore fleichtinger kind of a kind of a long name yeah kind of a long um, goofy name fleichtinger like Sorry, Fleitch N. Tinger. Fleitch N. Tinger. I can spell that for you, but I'm not going to because uh, who wants don't. to? Yeah, it's, it's a long name. I, I've got it written out here, uh, but it's, you know, who needs to know? Not me. Anyway, so he's a he's an older guy, uh, probably, you know, late 50s. He's sort of a no-nonsense, barkeep kind of type. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, you know, like not me. messing around, kind of quiet. In my, in my yeah, late just 50s. Like you. So, he's cleaning the counter as two gangsters come in. So, 50s gangsters, you know, suits, probably Italian, maybe Irish, you know, but definitely Italian. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, so they're talking loud, they're disturbing the people. Uh, it's not a super crowded, uh, you know, cafe, bar. There's a, there's a couple in the corner and a, and a family, you know, uh, just like one kid, you know, uh, mother and father. Yeah. And uh, and an old drunk at the bar just sleeping right on the counter. I have a question. Yeah. Is the old drunk important to the show? Uh, he will be. He's, you know, not to the show, but to the episode. Okay. Uh, I wanna... he, has, he has a small part in the episode. You, you can do whatever you want. I want to be the old drunk. Can I play the old drunk? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. You can be yes. the old drunk sleeping on the bar. Um, he doesn't have any speaking lines. So that actually even works better because I, you're probably not the best actor, if I had to guess. Hey, you don't... Not that I'm a good actor either. Yeah, I was but... going to say, I did high school theater. All right. Yeah, but, you know, this is professional actors. I could be I a professional at actor. It, you... it doesn't seem that hard. All right. Well, I'll give you a speaking line then. Yes. Um, so, you know, they're disturbing the, the, the piece, sort of, you know, talking pretty loud Kai Singh, the young busboy. Um, he's he's of Asian descent, if mm-hmm. you couldn't tell by his name. I was. Um, I don't assume. Uh, so, well, this is the '50s, you know. So it's just it, it, it's kind of. Well, you will see in a second. Um, so he he start you know he cleans up their table for them and they sit down because they want a specific table you know by the window and it's you know they they always sit there sort of thing um, and they're laughing and they bully him because uh, he's of Asian descent, and this is the 50s. Yeah. Um, and that's just sort of how it is. Uh, um, ain't nothing you can do about it, baby. You know. Um, yeah. So, uh, Theo sees, uh, Theo being the bartender, I'm just saying Theo because it's shorter than Theodore Fleischtinger. Mm-hmm. Fleischtinger. Um, so, he sees, but he tells the boy not to mess with him. Um, you know, Kai listens, he listens, uh, and keeps you know, cleaning the, the counter. Um, and they call him out some more, um, and he just, you know, kind of continually ignores it because that's what his boss said to do. Um, and then they approach the counter to the bartender, Theodore, and they, they said, hey, you know, call me if Jimmy Jimmy Mathis comes in. Uh, Matthias comes in, Jimmy Matthias. 
and uh, Theodore tells him no, and they, they threaten him, but uh, that doesn't seem to affect him too much. And instead of continually pushing him, um, one of them turns to the boy, to Kai, and they ask him the same, but instead of you know pressuring him, they hand him an advance of $5, and they offer him another 10 after the call. Theo tells him not to take the money or the call, but the boy... Uh, but they leave the money on the counter, and when Theo's not looking, the boy pockets the money. Because, you know, he's, yeah. he's a very poor kid. Mm-hmm. Five bucks is five bucks, and that's even more money in the 50s. In the so. 50s? I'm going to get out a calculator, uh, 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 inflation calculator. I'll be right back. Yeah, come back to us with the uh, the $5 and 50s money. Um, so, uh, in the corner, the couple starts arguing. The man is getting angry, and his girlfriend almost looks a little frightened. And uh, Theo is not paying any mind to it. And Kai looks at him, and it doesn't seem like Theo is paying any attention at all. And Kai is getting concerned because this this guy keeps you know raising his voice at her. And uh, Kai asks Theo if they should do something. Theo's like, "What? You know, not even concerned at all by the violence, or not violence. Sorry, just you know the raising voice. It's starting to bother the family that's in there too. Um, and because of it, the family leaves." And the argument gets louder. So now it's just the couple and uh, the, the sleeping old man on the bar, the drunk, mm-hmm. who I guess plays by you. So you're sleeping on the bar. Uh, and this, this, the argument's getting louder. The and, $5 uh, eventually, uh, in 2023 equates to $57.07 in 1954. 57 bucks. That's big. So 10 bucks. That's that's like 100 bucks right mm-hmm. there. So this is 150 bucks for him. Um, pretty nice. So, not a bad thing, not a bad payday. Kai's silent looking on. Uh, the family gets up and leaves, and the argument is getting louder. Eventually, the man, the boyfriend, stands up and approaches the woman on the other side of the booth. And Kai's panicking. He's thinking he's going to go and hit her, because, you know, this is the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's, like, unsure what to do, and he's, like, going to walk over there. Um I, he's, he's a little kid, so he thinks he's going to get his ass kicked if he does, but, you know, he thinks he needs to do something. But then he looks over at the counter at the bar, and he sees Theo put his hand on the shotgun under the counter, and he just goes completely still. Because, I mean, he's never seen Theo touch the shotgun before, so this is, you know, this is something. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. uh, but the man goes up to his girlfriend. He doesn't, he doesn't hit his girlfriend. He just hits the wall, and um, he sort of, like, walks away crying. So, it, it's, you know, this was a breakup is what was going on here. Okay. Um, and, and she walks out in a hurry, and the man comes to the bar for a few drinks uh, before leaving and paying for the uh, the hole that's in the wall now. Good, good. Someone should pay for it, and it shouldn't be our yep. boy. Bad names, you know this. Yeah, maybe, you know, he's when he's leaving, he sees the drink total is a bit higher than normal. And he asks about it, and Theo just sort of looks at the wall. And the guy's like, all right, fair enough. You know. Yeah. Punched a hole in the wall. I got to pay for it. Makes sense. Um, so, uh, he leaves after a few drinks, but the old drunk doesn't seem like he's ever going to leave. So that's you, Charlie, just sitting on the uh, bar for too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Get mad. Go the And so, when they're a little bit farther down the counter, away from the drunk, Kai's asking Theo if they should kick him out. But, uh... This is uh, this part sort of based off a short story by Ernest Hemingway. So um, he's asking if they should kick him out so that you know, because he's, he's he's the only guy left in the bar, and Kai wants to go home. Um, and this is bothering him, but Theo's like, you know, some men just need a, a nice, well lit place, and, and you know, you as a bartender should never deny them that. Mm-hmm. 
And so they let the, the guy keep drinking. Um, and when he leaves, you know, Kai's like, all right, finally I get to go. But that's when another man comes in. So that's a huge disappointment for Kai because he's like, fuck, I was about to leave. You know, it's it's getting really late. Um, we've got another guy coming in and Theo doesn't want to close yet. Because it was the 50s and... Yeah. Um, so the other guy comes in, he sits on the far end of the bar and he's got his head down, he's got his hat tight over his eyes, so you can't really see it too well. And he starts, he starts drinking, keeps looking out the window every few seconds, and, uh, he's, you know, he's real shifty. So, um... Kai asks Theo if that's Jimmy, but Jimmy doesn't reply. Just doesn't even says a word at all. Just keeps on getting guy drinks. And after a few rounds, the mysterious man cautiously, uh, or Kai cautiously approaches the mysterious man and uh, asks him if he like to if he'd like to pay. Because both Kai wants to leave, and also you know this is a a sly attempt mm-hmm. to get a peek at his wallet. So. Jimmy opens, or the the guy, the mysterious guy, opens his wallet, and he sees the name Kai sees the name Jimmy in it, so he knows this is Jimmy, um, or you know just a Jimmy. Um, and the guy pays his bill and he leaves, and they're closing. Um, while Theo's in the back, Kai secretly calls the mobster, um, and he tells them. But then immediately they you know they call him like a slur or something, and he regrets it. And he's like, fuck, I shouldn't have called those guys. It's not worth the money. And, and Theo's going to be mad at me. And, you know, like, I want his respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he, you know, he's not saying any of this out loud. It's just sort of the looks on his face that we're getting from this. Yeah. Um, and they shut down the shop. Things seem calm. And he's, like, looking around. And, you know, he hasn't heard any gunshots. And he's thinking, like, all right, so Jimmy, they didn't get him. You know, because I called him late. And maybe they, they maybe they missed him. He's mm-hmm. thinking. And on his wall back, walk back home, he spots Jimmy. And he yells to Jimmy, and he's like, hey, like, you know, because he, he wants to warn him that he told the guys about him. And all of a sudden, the, a car slides down the street, and a Tommy gun pops out. Boom, 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 boom. You know, just rapid fire, gunshots, and Jimmy is gunned down in the street. Um, Kai's left, you know, just standing on the street as he as this guy gets murdered in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what is he going to do? Does he just, just see him, like, bleeding out the on next... the street, or is he trying to help him, and he's just, like, holding his, like... Oh, hand. it's not even... It's not even... He's so... So many bullets hit this guy that it's... There's nothing. Mm-hmm. 100% dead. Okay. And and, and Kai's a little kid. He's kind of scared. Not, not a little kid, but he's... You know, he's, he's uh, like, 16. So he's, he hears the gunshots, and he sort of bolts down the street a little bit, hides behind an alley. Um... And, but this guy, you know, there was no saving Jimmy. He got yeah. absolutely riddled with bullets. Very, very dead. Uh, to a, yeah. Um, and this episode ends on the next day of work where the mobsters come in and they give him 10 bucks. Oh, what a horrible fucking thing. That's a, that sucks, man. Does he do anything? Yeah. Does he take the $10? Does he throw the $10 into the bin? Does he, you know give it back to him or is it just him like they put the ten dollars on the bar they look at him and then they walk out i was thinking they like he's cleaning their table and they're walking out the door and then they're like wait a second they come back in and they stuff it into his shirt and they say good work Mm -hmm. and then they call him a slur again or something oh no yeah Yeah, that's the you know that's the that's the sort of dirty feeling you get mm-hmm. from that episode. Man, uh, we are making some episode happy shows two. today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when I first started writing, I was like, maybe I'll do a sitcom. And I was like, nah, I did a sitcom 
not last time, but the time before. So I kind of thought you were going to do a sitcom. I forgot you were doing Jimmy King. So yeah, that's why I went kind of heavy. Um, but the next episode is a little bit more comical. So none of these episodes are, are super comical, but sort of the chaos of the next episode is comical in a way. Okay. Um, Episode 2, The Midnight Roaster's Cafe. So the first episode was called um, The Midnight Roaster's uh, Cafe and Bar. So the second episode, Midnight Roaster's Cafe, we lost a word. Um, or two words, I guess, and, and bar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of uh, the 70s. Very Ooh. pulp fiction-y and sort of the filter. The, you know, kind of vibrant colors, but sort of pale than, at the same time. Um Mr. Singh runs the cafe. He's a middle-aged man with spotty hair and a very strict sense of... Uh, of morality. Oh, I love that. I actually mm-hmm. I really like that. Uh, his, his, uh, his son, Teddy, is the waiter. And his wife, Mary, works there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're working the, the, uh, the cafe. It's a busy day. Maybe they've got some discount on something. Is... Um, some sort of pastry or like a little sandwich that they do. I was wondering, is Mary the woman who broke up with him? Who, who did the breakup? The other guy? No, yeah. it's no relation there. No relation? All right, that's fair. I mean, it's not like nope. a mandatory. I was just wondering if there was more connection. I mean, you know, it, I, I'm not going to delve into it. It's not important. So it could be, it could be, it could be anyone, you yeah. know? Yeah. It doesn't be, matter. Uh, somebody's daughter. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, it's somebody's daughter, but somebody that I mentioned. Um, no, couldn't, so, shouldn't, isn't anyone's daughter. No daughters allowed. And no one's daughter, yep. Um, <laughs> uh, so four robbers come in. We got William Bullock, Evelyn Sneed, Jerry Brock, and Wiggles. Uh, I love that. that. Those are some 70s Wiggles. names, man. Mm-hmm. They hold up the place. It's full of customers. Because um, who doesn't rob a cafe? Uh, which is going to be one of the sort of things that's continually mentioned, like, why are you robbing a cafe? Um, within a moment, the place is completely surrounded by police, since across the street is the police station. These are not smart robbers. So not the smartest move in the book. Um, panics ensues as William, the extremely talkative leader, so this guy talks a lot, um, is trying to maintain his leadership while the police are panicking outside because the police commissioner is inside, uh, but no one will say who it is. So the police commissioner is sitting down in the cafe, but there's a lot of people, so they got no idea who it is. And so madness and chaos are just sort of all over the place. Um, Just to run through what's going to be happening in this episode quick is uh, Evelyn is going to be revealed to be cheating on William with Wiggles. So William, the, the, the leader. Yeah. Um, she's cheating with Wiggles, who is mute. And why she's cheating is because William talks too much and <laughs> Wiggles doesn't talk at all because he we will get into that in a bit. But mm-hmm. um, and so as we have this chaos with the the police who can't negotiate, as it turns out, because um, they need the permission of the commissioner. So and the commissioner's inside, but they don't want to expose who the commissioner is. This is whole, you know, confusion and everything. Um, and they find out Evelyn is, is cheating on William with Wiggles, who is mute, uh, as I just said. And Wiggles um, ends up shooting William for reasons he can't explain because he's mute. But, you know, you know when, they, when it gets exposed that uh, he's cheating on, you know, Evelyn's cheating, you know, 
Obviously, William is upset. Um, so Wiggles takes the first shot, so he doesn't have to worry about it. But he doesn't like it's. It's not like a headshot. Like he's not clearly dead. He's just gets sort of shot, shot in the chest, um, and he passes out. And they shove him in the freezer um, to sort of get rid of his body. Mm-hmm. And Wiggles takes charge, but he can't negotiate with the police because obviously the police he can't mute. negotiate because the commissioner's not here. Um, because and this guy's mute. Yeah, he can't talk. Um, and Evelyn can't negotiate because they send her out at first, and she's just crazy demanding. Like she's like, "I want to meet the president. I want to stay at the White House. I want, um, I want all the money in the Federal Reserve. Like I want everything." And he's like, "All right, you know, this, this, we can't, you know." This is a little unreasonable, even for us murderous, you know, robbers. Like, come on, you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. be a little bit more sensible, sensible about it, Evelyn. What are you doing? And Jerry, Jerry's an idiot. Um, so he's not much help either. He, he can hold up people and he can shoot a gun, but anything that requires the slightest bit of intelligence, you know, he needs somebody that tells him where to go, and where to stand, and where to shoot. Mm-hmm. He's not the kind of guy that can make decisions himself. Yeah. Um, and, uh... It's kind of like you and Wiggles me. and Evelyn, they're trying to come with a solution here. They can't negotiate with the, the police. Uh, and at one point, they all agree to close their eyes, and the commissioner, um, will, you know, will you know, signal to the police that they can negotiate or not. Um, and the commissioner supposedly, you know, while their eyes are closed, signals um, at them to fire. And uh, they all start shooting, the police officers shooting into the cafe, and everyone has to, you know, duck and cover. And when the police stop, um, the only person that died is the police commissioner. Oh, no. Um and also damaged in the in the shooting is uh the freezer and a cold a very cold and injured williams this is later in the episode this is the um sort of third act thing that happens here Mm -hmm. is william claws his way out and he shoots wiggles so he's all he's you know this is sort of you know he's he's blue he's you know maybe got like like icicles coming out of his nose yeah that sort of thing Mm mm-hmm and he claws his way out of the, the freezer and he shoots Wiggle in the back. Uh, just as Wiggles is talking, finally says his first word to Evelyn. And, it, and it's I. He just says I and then he gets shot. Um, and she's like excited because, you know, she likes Wiggles. Um, and he finally says his first word and he gets shot in the head, dies. Like, you know, just blown, his cranium blown off his, yeah. his skull. Well, I thought um, it would be funny if she, like, he said a word and she said, oh, don't you start now. Like, she's no. like, oh, my God, would you please? Uh, I can never get away from men who just talk. But he only says yeah, one word. first so. word, then boom. Yeah. Um, so he's shot, uh, and... You know, that's, yeah, that sucks. But uh, Evelyn now is uh, alone with William and uh, Jerry. Jerry, who immediately just hops back in with William because he needs someone to tell him what to do. And William's the guy that did that beforehand. Um, And so Evelyn quickly runs out the back door, which just so happens to be um, where the police are about to break in. And so she busts out the door just as they're about to shotgun the lock and uh, runs into the shotgun uh, blast and gets, uh, you know, gets bisected destroyed. by a shotgun. Um, and the door behind her just slams immediately, um, as well. So, uh, the, the officers didn't even, you know, they didn't even get to, 
you know, blow up the door there. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, throws a wrench in their little plan because the officers are all kind of skittish um, in the first place. So like her running out, that just, you know, that disrupted the whole thing. And they're, you know, like, well, you know, abandon that second work. Um, but things are things are getting tense here. Uh, there's not a lot of robbers left. Yeah. Um, it's really only two are, at this point, are, right? The police are getting antsy. Yeah, it's just William and Jerry left. Um, and they grab Mr. Singh as a hostage. Um, but as they walk outside with the hostage, because their plan is to just get to their car and then go. Um, the real police commissioner, so the guy that got shot earlier was not the police commissioner. The real one uh, picks up Wiggles' gun and shoots them in the back. Oh, my God. And uh, that's, the, that's the final end of the episode. So uh, all this chaos and all this bloodshed in this little cafe with the police commissioner in the end shooting there are our two final robbers in the back um doesn't kill them they just drop their guns and they get arrested yeah good um, so that's that's the end mr singh he survives i like this uh, show episode <laughs> yeah so it was, it was really dark in the first episode sort of like a you know sort of short story sort of thing yeah and the second episode is just chaos robbery uh, like uh, a goofy comedy a, a comedy of errors Mm-hmm. it's kind of like my, my goal was kind of like uh have you seen dog day afternoon no it's meant to be um, like anyway that's the the robber it's not like a strictly a comedy but it's funny in a way that like everything's getting fucked up for them like yeah. all their plans are just completely thrown out the window and everything goes wrong all the time but everything in the moment is serious you know people dying is serious everything you know the people are scared that are inside it's it's you know that's serious mm-hmm. but the way everything just goes terribly wrong for these robbers is kind of funny it is pretty funny yeah episode three it's called the midnight roasters so we drop in another word this time um this is in the early 2000s um a coffee shop drug deal goes wrong that's the uh, sort of the tagline here. So um, I. So a kid who was just trying to buy a bag of weed ends up with a whole trunk full of meth. Yeah. I'm gonna say that this shows like its themes are things not going the way you expect them to and crime. Those are the two things um, that are in common with yeah. every episode. You know, crime's fun. Crime is fun. I mean, it's not in real life. Crime is fun and it pays. So, um, this, uh, the cafe is sort of a, it's sort of a cafe retro kind of a diner thing now um, with a woman named Ellie Singh as the manager. And her son, a good-for-nothing kid named Kai, buys the drugs and hides them. Um, Like, he buys, he tries to buy weed. Uh, He doesn't really even know what weed is. And he ends up with all this meth. Um, and he takes some, realizes quickly that it's not weed. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, things happen that he didn't think were supposed to happen. Um, actually, sorry, I made a mistake there. He, he still thinks it's weed because he doesn't really even know what weed is. Mm-hmm. So he thinks weed is, the meth is weed. And that they'll end up creating problems for him. Um, but just to run through it. Uh, so he ends up hiding the the drugs with the coffee supplies and uh the day gets busy and accidents ensue with meth being delivered and coffee um and so the customers are having a you know a a better experience than they initially anticipated with their caffeine yeah well i think it'd be Um, funny if people were like 
This is the worst coffee I've ever tasted. Give me another. Give me three. Give me 17 right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just they're loving this coffee. Um, and as, as the, you know, the coffee gets kind of popular here, um, he doesn't quite realize that the meth supplies is leaking into, uh, like the coffee beans or maybe the creamer, um, would be better. Um, and, uh, the drug dealers show up because they're they're sort of getting word of this um there's a because there's you know there's a missing set of drugs out there and they don't know you know where it is they're looking for their meth but uh you know it disappeared that the local dealer that dealt to um delta kai he sort of lies to them and says like oh you know this is a kid took it for me and uh they're they're here looking for the drugs and um so, you know, we go through this whole whole thing, and it ultimately is going to end with the uh, the drug dealer taking the fall uh, after Kai tells them the truth, and he finds... So they, they find out that this drug dealer was actually the one that stole the drugs from him and uh, hid them in, his, in, in Kai's trunk, and Kai ended up putting him in the uh, the coffee shop. And, we, we at, you know, when he first tells him this, he, we kind of think that Kai's going to get killed here and his mom's going to get killed and they're going to destroy the coffee shop and, you know, this is going to be really bad. But they end up leaving. Mm-hmm. And uh, later, Kai will come into work late at night. Um, you know, this is a couple days, maybe even weeks later. Um, and, and sorry, before they leave, they tell him, like, all right, we're going to leave the drugs here for now, but we'll pick it up. Um, just don't touch them and don't let any more get in with the coffee. Um, and... Uh, so one day he's coming back late at late at night to you know clean up, and he goes into the the room where he stored the drugs and where you know all the coffee supplies is because he's cleaning up, and uh, he sees his drug dealer dead, like nailed to the wall, and the coffee supplies are gone. Oh no! Episode. So it's it, it you know it's a brutal end to his his little story there. Yeah. Um, episode four. The Midnight. This is a, uh, like, 2010s, maybe 2020s true crime drama. Um, So it's sort of about a wife poisoning her husband at the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Um, We got, like, a very true crime style um, murder with a... We're going to have an investigator, obviously, uh, because, you know, who doesn't? Of course. Yeah, it's a crime. How are you going to have an investigator? Um, but it just sort of sur- uh, surrounds around that. Uh, I'm going to keep going here. Episode 5 is just called Midnight. So this is a far future story mm-hmm. um, set in a cyberpunk cafe. Oh. Uh, but it's the same cafe. Yeah. You know, this is all the same place. And it's, but it's, it's, it's all the you know, same. And I'm sure the, the future now. owner is going to be Wang. Or what was the last name? His name is Mr. T. Mr. T. <laughs> this time. Oh. Yep, uh, but b- related. Yes, they're all they're all related. What was uh, the name? I, I feel so, racist. I got the name wrong, but I was I feel like the original. Yeah. So it was Kai Singh. Singh. All right. No. But it was the the real the original actual owner was Theodore uh, Feitschentinger. Yeah. But you know his his name sort of gets passed down because Kai was the the kid. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Mr. T runs the shop, um, and a young up-and-coming, uh, gangster, sort of, like, a mercenary type of guy, like, you know, like, uh, 
hired killer, mm-hmm. but like hired guy for jobs. Not not you know not just a hitman, but he'll do you know he'll rob a place for you. Sort of a guy you know that can get stuff done. Um, and after a heist, he comes in. He's bragging about it, tipping big to Mr. T's. His, his money's on display. He's got a really nice coat. He's got a nice you know set of pants and clothes. Mm-hmm. Maybe a maybe a really exotic animal with them. He's tipping. He's bragging to everyone. And the whole episode um, is like just layers and layers of shootouts and uh confrontations that slowly destroy the place more so first it'll be like you know just a fist fight and then knives are involved and then it's um gunshots and it's just different people taking over the score every single time um as we slowly you know destroy this place more and more and more and mr t is going to disappear pretty quickly into this maybe after the 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 guns first get pulled out um He's doing a lot of cleaning up. At first, he's very timid, it seems like. He's, you know, just cleaning up, not bothering anyone too much. But he is kind of insistent that he doesn't want this, you know, this stuff in his place. But, he, you know, he knows that he's, he'd die if he got too involved. Um, but the way this episode is going to end is a very, you know, ultimate big shootout takes out the place. This will last, like, you know, basically the whole last third of the episode. Um, and it's going to end with the last guy, you know, he... He's all bloody. He's probably missing an arm or something. Like, he's torn apart, but he's got the score. He picks it up, like the big sack of money or um, or whatever. And uh, his head gets just get blown off. In a similar style to um, how... Uh, what's his name? The... Uh, not William. Uh, Wiggles was killed in the second episode. Just head clean off mm-hmm. here. Uh, with an antique shotgun that Mr. T had under the counter. Oh, man. Bring it all around again. The shotgun from mm-hmm. under the counter. The Chekhov's under the counter shotgun finally gets used. After, finally gets used. After like probably four episodes. 100 years. I, yeah, from, no, um, probably like 200 years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Chekhov's guns finally gets used. Nice. Yep. You were right. Um, so that's how that episode ends. Um, episode six is just called Coffee. This is the final episode of the show. Mm-hmm. This is huh. very far future. Look at it's us. on the moon. We did six. Each did six episode series. Yeah, well, I'm running through this a little bit quicker than yeah. you did yours. Yes, you. Um, yes, yes, you. For are. A, a reason that might be related to the fact that this is a double recording. <laughs> Who could say? But also because. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really need to explain too much about this stuff. You're getting the gist. Yeah. That's what matters. Um, episode six, uh, you know, very, very, very far future. This is um, so far that humanity doesn't even exist anymore. And the moon is just like sort of a gift shop for Earth, mm-hmm. like where you can sort of view Earth and check things out. And on the moon, they have a museum. And in the museum, they have an antique coffee shop. And this coffee shop is a is is the the uh, it's just called coffee. Um, that's what the sign says. That's all that's left. And it's sort of a mismatch, mix mash of all the different pieces from the 50s, the 70s, the 2000s, uh, the cyberpunk future. The 90s, bro. It's all, it's kind of just all cut and pieced together, cut and pasted together. You, you can't really tell what really is what. But the aliens that are visiting this are just sort of like, oh, this is the way it looked just like back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going in, and they're 
looking at it, and uh, they think it's great. Um, and uh, there's like a robot that runs the cafe and talks in like a... It's sometimes 50s, sometimes 70s slang accent. Sometimes uh, other stuff. Same. Yeah, actually, board. you know, maybe good is it probably talks like a '50s slant, '50s accent, yeah. but it's like using '70s and then like far future slang and stuff. Yeah. So it's very confusing. I think a saying board. And the way it pronounces words sometimes is strange. Like it's randomly British or it's randomly French. Very or... 2010s. Yeah. Because you know they have they have what humanity was, but they don't really know enough to to piece it all together. Have it work together. Um, and these aliens are all kind of like, um, not like derpy looking, but kind of like, um, not harmful looking, not like dangerous looking. Yeah, they're very... They're not fucking xenomorphs. Like, you know, one guy's just a blob, one's just like a... Yeah, they're not xenomorphs, which we will get into shortly. Um, because this episode is just basically kind of alien. Um, because while they're having the coffee... They hear, you know, there's rumbling and stuff, and one of the aliens gets brutally murdered. And because that's because there's a xenomorph-like thing here on the, uh, on the, in the museum. And they have to do a quarantine lockdown. They have to, you know, lock down the museum. And we've got this whole alien-style adventure going on here. And the reveal at the end is that the alien is, uh, is like this bio-horror mix of the old owner's DNA because in the back of the in the back of the um, this this diner um, one of the owners had died but they have never recovered his body yeah and so it's just been sitting back there for so long and in the trans uh, portation from you know earth to here it got you know infected with this like decaying virus and it's like it sort of brought him back to life, oh but it's God. it's mutated him in such a horrific way that it's like it's created this her- terrible xenomorph kind of monster. Um, but they capture it, um, and they end up sort of repairing it in a way to the point where it's the guy again. But he's kind of just like this blob with a face, like it's kind of just like a head. Mm-hmm. And they put him in the robot that runs the cafe, and now he's sort of owns it again. Is this the first guy? So he's not the totally 40s? there mentally. No, not the first guy. This is like someone that we've never met before. Okay. This is someone that existed between episode five and now. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I was going to say, that guy's been there. Dead, his dead body's been back there since the 40s? Motherfucker. <laughs> you need to yep. clean. You do. Yeah. You do need to clean. And then he runs the cafe again. Mm-hmm. Fun. So it's a descendant of the original people is back in charge of the cafe in the very far future as like sort of a robot, you know, kind of, what is it? Cyborg, I guess is what it would be. I guess. Um, but more robot than, than biological person. Yeah. But that's still cyborg, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But that is my show. That is Midnight Roasters Cafe. The Midnight Roasters Cafe. The Midnight Roasters Cafe and Bar. Well, that's the name of the first episode. Okay. The, the, the whole show title is just The Midnight Roasters Cafe. All right. The Midnight uh, Roasters Cafe. I like it. I think it's a fun thing. Of course, some of it's kind of fucked up and dark and scary, but in like kind of a more lighthearted way. 
than uh, than mm-hmm. other fucked up, horrible, scary things we've done. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was exciting because it's kind of like each episode is its own kind of story. embodies the time periods genres that are popular. Yeah. Fifties yeah. a little bit more subtle. Seventies kind of chaotic, uh, pulp fictiony kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Got two thousands drugs. Two thousands, the worst true crime. Yeah. And then have some sort of cyberpunky stuff, and then the aliens because it's the future. It's the future, man. Yeah, I like it. Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening to the Very Reasonable Pilots podcast. I've been your host, Charles Long. With me as always, my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, orator, and podcasting associate, Jacob Cloth. If you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, please give us a like, a follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, and tell your cat. We will be here next week with a brand new televisual series for you to imagine and enjoy. Have a good night, everyone. Jake loves you. I do? Yeah, you love you love the listeners. Okay. Well, I guess I do. Goodbye. Goodbye.